podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. We're back. <laughs> Second video of the day, Sam. We've got some more prices to talk about, haven't we? Long time no see. Long time no see. Sorry, I should start with my normal. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the video from <laughs> Fancy Football Scout and podcast. It is half four on a Friday now, so I'm starting to kind of get that winding down feeling. Uh, but I'm also getting perked up because prices keep getting down. Yep. Yeah, it's exciting, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it is. Which are Brighton prices. Woo! Do you know, when you said to me earlier, we might, if, you know, if there's more prices, we might come back on later. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. No problem. Um, and then, like, literally as we were going to come on, it was Brighton. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Couldn't have got more perfect for you, could you? Put the call in. <laughs> that's what I did. That's, that's me knowing uh, knowing Mark, you know. I can I dictate exactly when the price. I know all the prices anyway, you know. I know every single Don't. one. I just... <laughs> Absolute nonsense. I wish. Pure luck. I wish. Uh, cool. Let's get straight into it then. So we've had three teams since we did the Arsenal video. We've had Manchester City, we've had Brentford, and we've had Brighton. So they started... Right at the top, <laughs> best team in the league. And then, no disrespect to Brentford or Brighton, but came down um, a little bit. But there are some good options um, for well, all of these teams. Those two teams, the most interesting, there actually. There is. Yeah, mm. well, we'll start with the probably the most interesting one of all of them, which has got kind of everyone talking, which is Haaland, of course. Haaland coming in cheaper than anyone predicted, I think. Mm -hmm. um, coming in 11.5. I've FPO had him at 12. The Fantasy Football Scouts survey had him at 12. I think everyone expected to see him at 12. But 11.5, that's in keeping with like Lukaku last season. I mean, I don't think we've seen too many players come from abroad and come in higher than 11.5. So, you know, it's it's kind of fair on that respect. But he's going to be like... 80% owned or something, isn't he? Like that, that, is, that, is a, that is a cheap price for Haaland. It is. It is definitely. I mean, I was expecting 12, if not 12.5. I was kind of like, mm, where are they going to put Kane? Because it was that kind of conversation, I think, wasn't it? Where do you put Kane? And then how do you tie in Haaland and Kane and Ronaldo? Like, How do they work as a, as a trio of premium forwards? Who's going to be priced how and where? And I think for me... I thought Haaland would be a little bit cheaper than Kane and therefore if a little bit cheaper than Kane, maybe it does make sense that he's 11.5. Mm. And like you say, players coming into the game, you never really know how they're going to come in. Are they going to come in all guns blazing? Are they going to come in, take a little while to settle? Um, are they going to get game time straight away in, in Pep City team? You know, because that's another, another factor, isn't it? But I think at 11.5, he is at a really, really nice price point for thinking oh that feels like a bargain I want I want to invest there because he's cheaper than KDB as well so suddenly you've got that oh yeah. I can invest in City 0.5 cheaper well I think it's gonna be interesting how they do price some of the other strikers I think Kane's Kane is going to be a really interesting one I mean if Kane comes in at 10.5 for example or 11 with the Southampton fixture first you might see some people getting him in and then looking to switch over if he smashes it against Southampton maybe you don't Selim, and maybe you do move. We're all waiting for Son, Son's classification. Does Son come in as an 11 million or 11.5 striker? Doesn't look like it at the moment. I'm not seeing too many of these. I mean, we'll talk about Mbomo in a bit. He's been shifted from a mid to a, to a forward. But yeah, we're, we're just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen with Son. I mean, and Salah, I guess, but I can't see them. Moving. Signed a contract, doesn't he? He has indeed. Signed a new contract. <laughs> if you've yep. missed that in all of the price releases today. <laughs> I think the, the the problem is if they price Kane, Son, um, you know, and and these you know these other strikers at eleven five, there's just going to be no decision to be made because why would you get and like Ronaldo for example, if Ronaldo comes in at eleven eleven five, 
it's just always going to go for Haaland out of those options. So how they price the other players, I think, will tell us, you know, how good this price is for, for Haaland. Because if they're all similar, I just can't see anyone going going without without Haaland. But if they are cheaper, then maybe it gives you a bit of a decision to make. But just can't see Kane being cheaper than 11.5. Mm. Can you really? Can you I mean, honestly think he's going to be less? I just can't see that happening. I mean, for the first six weeks, though, if you're, if you're picking one of Haaland or Kane, you're, there's no way you're going for Kane. Unless, unless you go Kane for the first week and then switch. I, I just, like, I don't know. I, I just, I can't, I can't see any way in which you'd pick Kane over Haaland, personally. No, I mean, I, I sort of agree well, with you're you. You're biased. The so I, you're... No, I mean, I do agree with you given the fixtures. I just think, you know, I look at that 11.5 price tag and I just, I mean, I guess I just can't see it. When the game goes up, we're going to find out, aren't we, anyway? But I can't see that Kane is less than 11.5. I just don't think that will be the case because it, I just can't see it. And the same with Ronaldo. You know, when you think about where he was priced last time around, like I'm really intrigued to have those prices now because I think the Haaland one has made me it's made me even more interested than I perhaps was before because I was expecting 12 and now it's 11.5. And all these 0.5 savings make you feel like, oh, I can, I can, I'm starting to see, now I've had these first four teams, starting to see how I can build a team and where the budget's going to go. And mm. and that's quite a handy tool. And then when you're looking at teams like Brighton, who I'm sure we're going to talk about in a little bit, of course. start to see a lot of value. And then you go, oh, well, actually, if I go for these couple of 4.5s, then now I'm in with a nice place where I can have maybe an extra premium here or, or there. So mm, interesting times. I do like the Highland price, though. I think it's fair. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. We're, like we said, we'll see, we'll see what happens with, with some of the other prices as well. Yeah. I mean, Harlan who gets through pre-season with no injury, I think he's going to be in pretty much everyone, everyone's side. Uh, I mean, the, the other option is, is De Bruyne. Uh, I mean, De Bruyne mm-hmm. is at 12. So as you said, he is more expensive uh, than Harlan. I mean, there's no way he's 12 if he didn't get those four goals against Wolves. He's coming in. He's coming in cheaper than Harlan if he didn't get those four goals. He's coming in at 11, I reckon. So those, those goals have really boosted him up. 12 million... Uh, we're not going to go there, are we? Well, I don't know, you see, because I really rate KDB. And I think in terms of security and knowing what you're going to get in the Premier League, you have that with KDB. You know that KDB is a top, top quality player. He's often overlooked because the pet roulette, premiums elsewhere, everything else, that means that as FPL managers, we often kind of go, oh, it's a little bit expensive. Maybe I'll go all Foden, he's a bit cheaper, all Mares. Some people like to just go on a little tangent over there every now and then just because cheaper and save budget. Um, but what I find myself looking at KDB thinking a fully fit KDB and a team that's got a proper striker in it is highly attractive to me. Now, given that he has the Premier League experience, the pedigree, all of that stuff, I do lean towards wanting to own him, like because I just know what I'm going to get with KDB in a way that you don't know with Harlem what you're getting in the Premier League yet. You will do within a game, probably a couple of pre-season games. So I'm going to be watching Harlan. His price tag, obviously, and the fact he's cheaper than KDB puts him on top of the pile for me, just on price points. But if I don't see a lot from him in pre-season or we don't start to see him hitting the ground running, then going with KDB, to me, is the is the safe, nice pick where you almost guarantee yourself points, particularly in those early pictures. I, I, just, I just think they've overpriced him. I think, I think, 12, I think, I think, I think 12 million is too much for him. If Haaland's 11.5, if they make De Bruyne 11, that gives you a decision to make. Bearing in mind the strike, you've got to pick a striker, right? And you can only really have two premiums. You may be, maybe three at a real push. 
But you're going to have Salah at, at number one. So he, he's going to be in everyone's. He's got Fulham in the first game. He's just signed a new contract. There's absolutely no way anyone's going to go without Salah. So then you're, then you're looking at um, KDB, Haaland and Son. All, all yeah. that are going to be around that 11 million, 12 million mark. You've got to have a forward unless you go ultra. You, you, but you've got to play one forward. We don't have a huge amount of options. We're going to talk about like Tony and, and players like that in a bit. But that's why Haaland is so attractive because he's he, you can play him as that one forward and have him every week and then stack your midfield with, with good options. De Bruyne takes up a midfield slot. He's expensive. He's not going. Haaland's going to be on pens as well. He's, he's not. He's, he's just not an option. No one. No one is going to. I guarantee you. You will not. If Haaland's fit going into the first game of the season, there's no way you're going to pick De Bruyne over over Haaland. I just don't. I don't. I don't believe it. See, for me, there is this element of, you know, I think back to a couple of seasons ago when we sat together at Fest in pre-season and everyone had Werner and I didn't have Werner. I decided to go completely against the grain. And I remember saying to, I don't know if it was you or if it was David Monday or some, whoever was sitting next to me at the time after the deadline passed, like, oh, I think I might have absolutely messed up here because the whole of Fest, in fact, the whole world seemed to have gone with Werner and he never hit the ground running. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to happen with Haaland, but there is a bit of me that goes, I think the cautious, slightly cautious FPL manager in me looks around the other players. So I I think I went, I'd work with a different Chelsea player. I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Mount or somebody like that instead of him. Somebody who had that kind of Premier League. And there is a little bit of me that thinks... KDB, it's just that security blanket with him that no, I know that he'll perform. He'll start the season. He's almost not injured. He's going to start the season well. He's going to play all, all the time. I, I, I have a real thing about KDB and I love owning him in FPL. I really enjoy owning him. I do agree with you. I think had they priced him at 11.5, both of them, it's a conversation, definitely, because the midfield spot, yeah. absolutely, I think, 100% I think, right. I think he's a little, a, little bit, a little bit too much. I mean, let me flip, flip the question around for you. If you've got to pick one out of De Bruyne or Son, you go for Son. You <laughs> I'll go for Son. Surely, you are. Surely, you surely, are. surely, surely yeah, you go are. for Son, right? No, yeah, you are. Yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely, you are. But then I suppose that. So the thing is, I and mean, we sort of had this conversation before when we were talking about fixtures, is that you know, if you, you are, it does feel like you're going to be choosing between City and Spurs in mm. some ways in terms of those particular those forward players. Are you going Kane? Are you going Haaland? Are you going KDB? Are you going Son? And I guess I I don't see Sun coming in the game at 12 million. But I just don't think he gets no. priced anywhere near there. So I think you're going to have a bigger saving to be had by dropping KDB down to Sun. And I suspect that Kane will be more than Harlan. So I, I think Kane's going to still be 12, 12.5. Do you? You think yeah. Kane will come in at 12? I mean, again, I think that would, that would be too high. But I think, it, it, you know, Kane is is the Premier League goal scorer, proven track record, had a terrible start to last season. You look at Kane, if Kane under Conte had been under Conte all season, we'd have seen Kane up there and thereabouts. You know, 15 game weeks, he got one goal. Like, it was awful for the beginning of the season last year. So if you take him at the back end of the season as what we should hopefully, as a Spurs fan, see next year, then Sun and Kane at elevated or the same price tag as last year in Kane's case feels like the right place to put him now if that's the case that's putting him above Haaland's price which maybe doesn't surprise me because that's what they did with with Lukaku adding him into the game so yeah I could see Kane being more and therefore when you think about the way you can 
do it. You can save money by going Harlan and you can save money by going Sun. So mm. it makes sense to go with them in that order rather than pay more the other way around. What what I'd like to see is Kane and Son both shift. Well, Son shifted to a forward. Kane coming in at 10-5, Son at 11. Won't happen. I can't I see know. it. Can you? I know, but that's what I'd like to see. Because I think if they're both forwards and there's 0.5 in it, I think that gives you a decision to make. If they come in and Kane's more expensive than Son... No one's picking Kane over Son next season, given where Son plays in that side. And the fact he's just won the Golden golden Boot, or he's, he's, he didn't win the Golden Boot, but he's nearly won yeah. the Golden Boot. No, he did. They tried, oh, he did, didn't he? did they? win the Golden Boot. Oh, they shared yeah, it. Of course he did. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> shared it. So, yeah, I think it's really, it's really interesting one. It's going to be really interesting where they price. Yeah. Let's, let's, um, let's carry on, because otherwise we're going to be... The City defence, though, for me, is the interesting yes. thing here. Because Harlan and KDB, yeah, you can. I think you could argue backwards and forwards the case for arguing either of those. But... When Cancelo 7 came out, I was like, yeah, I'm on board with that. Like Underpriced. I'm happy. He's like, underpriced. But He's it's underpriced. how I, I don't know about you, but his his 7 million is how I felt last season when Trent was priced at 7.5. I remember thinking, or whatever he was, yes. Yeah, so, and I remember thinking, bargain, yeah. I want you. And I felt the same with Cancelo until I saw the cheeky little price tags that they've put on Diaz and Walker. And then I was suddenly like, oh, hang on. Well, we'll come to, we'll come to those in a minute. Let's talk about Cancelo just quickly first. Because, I mean, he is a 200-point player. Right? Great. Yeah. That you could now get for 7 million. This is the problem yeah. with, with pricing him at 7 million. There's no decision to be made there. I don't don't think. moan I think about it. You're going to... Well, I, I do moan about it a little <laughs> bit. Because I think if you make him 7-5, you, you or even 8, you, you eight? at least... Well, if you price you... him at eight, how are you going to price Trent? Nine? Eight, five, nine. Oof. These are these these are two hundred <laughs> plus point reg like you, you know. I mean, okay, Cancelo's only done it once. Maybe seven seven five is is about right. But Trent, you know, if Trent comes in at seven five, which I think he, he won't could well really? do. I think if Cancelo's seven, I don't know if they're going to make. I think I think Trent could be eight five. Should be eight five, but he's not going to be. One point five million more than Cancelo. He's not going to be one point five million more than Cancelo. Just can't I see wouldn't it. have thought so. One, I think he'll be eight. I think they'll put him up point five. Yeah, eight, eight, eight would be good. But I, I think Cancelo at seven. There's absolutely no way that I'm going to start the season without Cancelo in my team for seven million. A player who's only going to kick on next year. City aren't going to get less clean sheets. He's probably going to get more attacking returns. Mm-hmm. He could be a 250 point player next season for seven million. Absolute. Like, and he's become like steal. the stat. Like he's just ever present isn't it what it was in 21 22 anyway and I don't see that changing I think he'll be the consistent part of, of that of Pep's plans defensively the others might rotate around a little bit here and there um but if he's fit and available Cancelo's going to play is my reading of it so at seven million I was very very pleased to see that come out and then the other two <laughs> you kind of go oh I could save I could save a bit of money and then you go you know you know what I could do I could just double up because yeah. actually they're it's, nicely priced. It's, it's, it's interesting that you say please, because Delia's in the chat as well. Delia says, I don't understand why people complain that players are too cheap. I guess I'm like, I'm looking at it from like the, you know, the way in which I can get a, a steal and, or a march over, over other, other players. I want people mm-hmm. to not consider Cancelo <laughs> and go with other hey. players or have oh. that, or have that, at least have that decision to make. I just think Cancelo mm-hmm. and Trent, that's going to be two of our 15. Mm-hmm. And Salah, that's three of your 15. So, so that means you've now only got 12 spots to play with because everyone's going to have those three players. Yeah, but see, I kind of like this because what that basically means is that you then have to take risks on your differentials. And that's kind of the way I like to play mm. the game. Like I like to play FPL by looking to find somebody random 
whose underlying stats are just ticking along, but that their eye test is passing or that they're not really passing the eye test, but the underlying stats are there and nobody's invested in because then I've, I've got, you know, the standard picks that we've had so far that are probably going to be in most people's team. You know, we talked about the Arsenal guys earlier, the City guys, like there's going to be a few of them. I'm sure that we know when we get prices from other teams or the game goes live and we get the whole lot, then we're going to start to be able to go, oh yeah, this one, this one, this one. But then what I, th- I don't mind the fact that everyone's going to have Trent. I don't mind the fact that everyone's going to have Cancelo, Salah, whoever it is, even Harlan at 11.5. I don't mind that because then the fun bit is, all right, how do I make the rest of my squad, the kind of dead spots that nobody really cares about? I really enjoy making them work that's for me one of the best bits of fpl so i don't mind the fact that there's some budget going to be some budget available for making better choices in those positions because those positions can win you mini leagues yep well talking about other positions we have got some absolute bargains in the city side (laughs) i mean aside from from those two locks i mean you mentioned walker and diaz walker coming in at five diaz at six that's your defense then midfield i mean greenish falling down to seven uh you know if sterling leaves and he can lock down that left-hand spot and have a better season Mm -hmm. which I think he's more than capable of. Silva coming in at seven as well. No price rise for him. Great first half of the season and then then kind of dipped off. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you've got Gundogan at seven, five, Foden at eight, Mahrez at eight, and Sterling, who could well be on his way to Chelsea, uh, at 10 million. Sterling at 10? Yeah, I like it. If at City, I'm I'm not about. If it's Chelsea and regularly starting, I love that as a price point. See, that's a that's a good price. That 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 is a tantalising price at ten million percent. You price Sterling at you know eleven, eleven five. Yeah, you're, you're going there. If he's ten starting for Chelsea, he's mm-hmm. going to be a factor for us next Definitely. season. Definitely, totally. What do you think of Foden and Mares both at eight? <laughs> well, I think Foden is a really nice price at eight. I think you know it puts him again alongside Saka, who we talked about this morning. Having them in that kind of bracket, you're making those choices then. And, you know, I said this morning, Saka will be, you know, straight in my team sheet because the fixtures are nice. Well, putting Foden alongside him makes for an interesting conversation because if I am going Haaland up top, I probably do want more than one City attacker. So to be able to then get Foden in the midfield as well at the same price point, knowing I can move to these other ones as the game time changes or fixtures or whatever... I think he's really nice. I don't think people, I don't think many people are going to go Mares because I think you're going to go Foden and then um, potentially Grealish, depending upon what happens at City over the course of the summer, you could save a million there by coming down. So I think my immediate reaction is you go Grealish, sorry, you go Foden. And then if Grealish is the player that we thought he might be, but hasn't shown yet at City, then you move down to him. Yeah, there's no player that I can ever remember in FPL, my own feelings are so widely different. I regard him, Mahrez, as one of the best players in the league. Best technical ability, best touch, game changer on his day. Yeah, he is absolutely. my number one most hated FPL player that there is. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the reason why people are going to him is because obviously Jesus has left now, or he's leaving for, for Arsenal. Yeah. At the moment, there's three players competing for the left, Sterling Foden yeah. and, and Grealish. No uh-huh. one, no one on the right competing no. with Mahrez. So that's but, why people are looking at that and thinking, actually, but it's Mahrez. Million, but it's Mahrez. That's my that's my point I was making on Twitter earlier. My point is, whenever you think Mahrez is a good option, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing the FPL show multiple times when Jules was still hosting it. Oh, yeah. And Jules I mean, going, but what about Mahrez? And I'll be going, you just can't trust the game time. You can't trust that he's going to play. All of, the, all of this stuff 
makes Mares really, really hard to pick. And I still look at him now and go, oh, yeah, eight million. That feels nice. No, thanks. Just because I don't believe that game time is going to be enough and that he will return enough FPL points. Whereas I think, you know, you look at Foden, I would expect that the game time will be there. I would expect the points would be there. I just trust Foden a little bit more. I think we're, we're going to see a front three of Haaland, uh, Grealish and Foden. I think that's going to that's gonna end up being the preferred front three for, for Pep. I mean, Grealish, Grealish is a bit of a, a doubt because obviously he's not had a, had a poor season last year. Mm-hmm. It's whether Pep can kind of get the most out of him. I don't believe that he's he's finished or, you know, I think he's, you see him for England, you know, changing the game. He just needs to get that kind of... Regular time, isn't it? Regular and time. Position. Get that position sorted, work out exactly because he, he goes off too wide and he acknowledges that and, and you know, he hasn't got the same kind of confidence that he has when he, when he plays with, with England. But... Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't see Mares again. I mean, there's five subs. Pep made the um, least subs in the league of all managers last season. Yeah. So people thinking that five subs is going to boost Mares. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I I I like the prices for them both. I think they could both be options, but I will most likely be steering clear. I think when the season when the well, season both. starts. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Walker and Diaz quickly. Um, defenders Walker at five. That is cheap. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, if, if City don't sign a, a, a Cucurella or someone, Walker at five is, is a bit of a steal, isn't it? Yeah, suddenly. I mean, the thing is that every year we all, at some point during the season, we go, should we double up? City, Liverpool. It happens every year. At some point this season, it's going to happen again. And at Liverpool, you kind of go, you oh, that's a lot of money. Or well, you certainly did last couple of seasons, you know, because Andy's Robertson's been expensive and Trent's been expensive and Van Dyke's been up there and thereabouts with the expensive. And last season, all right, we had a little bit of Simicast love here and there, but it was it's hard to own the double up because you just got to take some money out of elsewhere. Mm. And it's been historically similar at City, although Cancelo's never been quite this smart, you know. So we've kind of had that like maybe there's been less of a difference, but Diaz and Cancelo look like they're ownable together at six and seven million. You could double up on those. It's not, not costing you a lot. But Walker, it looks like an absolute steal. If you if you're right, if City don't sign anyone else in that position, then City having Carl Walker in that position at five million, absolute bargain. I'm not really sure what the logic is of, of pricing him at five. Because Well, it's great. Don't mind. <laughs> well, I think it is. I think in a way it is great. I think this is the kind of like, because ne- if Walker's five, five, six, you're never going to go there. No, but, five, but you are at five. Like, again, it's that carriage. You're thinking, right, actually, if this guy mm-hmm. can get regular starts, yeah. you know, he, he, he could, and with City's fixtures, he, he could be an absolute steal. It all just depends on what City do kind of in the in the transfer window, obviously. Yeah, because I mean, like they're, they're, they're light. They're light at fullback. So I, they're going to yeah. have to sign someone. I mean, how they're light at fullback, I don't know. It seems every year they spend about 100 million on, on fullbacks, but they're light again. So they're going to have to, they're coming after Cucurella, obviously. Price it the same. Yep, price it the same, 5 million as well. Um, Easy move. Yeah. FPL well, wise. Yeah, I think I think if, if Cucurella signs, it makes things a lot more difficult to predict because. He can play at left back, which is obviously Cancelo's where he's been playing. So then Cancelo would have to switch over to right back, um, and then you could go to play, or you know, it could give Walker a rest. So I, I, he'd be a perfect signing for them, really. But but you I don't want to sell him. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to. Really don't. You know, even if we get 40, 50 million, I think he's going to be a huge loss uh, for us. Interesting though, isn't it? Because I think the, the City defense for the first time in ages. Because as you know, I hate the defensive double up when I play FPL. It stresses me royally. But for the first time in ages, this is. 
a team that I've looked at the price releases for and gone, I already can see I'm going to double up here because mm. there's real value to be had with Diaz and, and um, Walker. If particularly if nobody signs in that position, Walker, we, we know he can be a great asset. Like he's been a good fantasy asset for years. And if he gets regular game time down in that wingback slot, he'll be absolutely fantastic at 5 million. And if he's not, well, it doesn't really matter, does it? Because you can move across to Tierney. We've already seen that. We can easily move to Cucurella if he's doing well at Brighton. Like there's there's going to be other 5 million defenders that also look attractive options. So if for any reason you start the season with Walker and then they do sign somebody else or he's not getting the regular game time, it will be an easy move away to a different mm. 5 million defender. Yeah. I mean, the, the good thing about Walker is he's unlikely to come on. He's either going to start or he's, he's not. I can't I can't yeah. see Pep messing around with that fullback position, given that he doesn't make many subs anyway. No. And, you know, I mean, they have got five subs now, but, you know, I, I, I can't really see that happening. I guess the negative is it blocks a City spot for you. So say you say mm-hmm. you start with Haaland, Cancelo and Walker and then Foden emerges from the first two weeks, you know, playing on the left, scoring loads of goals you create if you want to get him in. Obviously, then have to take Walker out, bring Foden in. It creates a bit of a yeah, that's a true. A it's true. Yeah. Um, right. Let's move over from City to Brentford. We're going to talk about Please. Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony. First of all, uh, I've got some stats on Ivan Tony. Uh, this is again from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. Uh, this is the stats tables, example of the stats tables that you can put together. So all I've done here is just look at all matches. Uh, players that play 360 minutes or more looked at the forward position uh, and this and sorted by expected goal involvement over the season. So number one is your best friend, Harry Kane. Hooray! Number two is one of the world's best ever players, Cristiano Ronaldo. No cheer. <laughs> and number no. three is a Brentford forward whose name is Ivan Tony. Uh, with 18.2 uh, expected goal involvement over the season, which is, you know, Ronaldo's was 19.98, uh, uh, Kane's was 25.25. So Kane was by far the, the leading kind of forward last season. Um, and you the, want to bring him down in price, as Yeah, I know. I'm terrible, aren't I? He's 12.5. So you want to bring him down to 12, I think. So I, I mean, I'll pay 100 million on a whole budget. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, look, look at some of these stats. I mean, Tony, he wasn't really the kind of goal scoring machine that we'd seen him be kind of in the championship no um, but none of them are are they like you know Mitrovic when he's come up in previous seasons mm. hasn't lived up to the hype of the championship Pookie is always incredible in the championship never quite as much as I love Pookie he never quite <laughs> hits the Premier League hype so but then do they have to you know we're talking about a player that's significantly cheaper I mean, what is he, seven this year? Mm-hmm. It's still, for me, that is still a great price. Like when he was seven, that Brentford announcement, I was like, yes, that is a lot of managers investing. When you look at the fixtures that Brentford have got between now and game week 10, in particular, like roll it out over a period of time, they're right up at the top of the fixture ticker. Compare that with the stats that you've just reeled out, where you can only really compare him last season to some of the best premium assets in the forward position. Why on earth is like you wouldn't you can't overlook him? He's you great. And, and 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 just 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 to mention some of his other stats. I mean, shots inside the box, which is you know a, a, a forward who's taking shots in the box. That's the most dangerous place they could be taking them. That is third best in the league <clears throat> as well. So to Kane and, and Ronaldo, Kane mm-hmm. with eighty six, Ronaldo with eighty eight, Tony with seventy two. Uh, then you've got Antonio with sixty seven, Puki with sixty one. 
Gabriel Jesus with 55, so it goes down. You know, touching the penalty area, 167 for Tony. You know, that's putting him um, sort of, you know, well in with, with all the other kind of players around. These, these, basically, these stats aren't indicating this player isn't like an attacking, threatening player. Mm-hmm. It tells me that he's underperformed on on some of these on these things next season. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting that. You know, year year. Um, you know, the season, the first season is difficult for a new priority. The second season is often difficult as well. But I think, you know, with the confidence that they need to make sure they get a creative player in, you know, if they're losing Ericsson, he's on pens though at 7 million, good fixtures. I think he's going to be really, really popular. I do too. I mean, I can see him being in my team. Yep. 7 million is nice. I think 7 million is, is the right price for me, for him. That feels Absolutely. right. He's gone up enough to credit all the great stuff he did last season without going too high. Then it makes you go, well, that's a lot of money. And I can't really justify that. I'd rather get somebody in that 6.5. You know, when you look at the gate, the, the forwards that we've had so far being released, um, that have been cheaper. So we've got, obviously got Enketio. It's the same price as Tony. Well, Tony for me is a better option than Enketio, particularly with Jesus in that, conversation as well now and then you look across at say Bryson who we'll get to but you know I do know you love us mentioning them <laughs> and you look at the likes of more pie and Welbeck, who are just a little bit cheaper and he for me is a long way above them in terms of wanting or desire yeah. to own them so he's got to be seven he can't be cheaper than that had he gone much higher though and there would have been a conversation to be had about do I pay that much for a Brentford forward at seven perfect I think Yep, I completely agree. I mean, the, the kind of the decision, I think, was before we saw the fixtures, it, I think a lot of people were thinking Tony versus Mitrovic, for example, yeah. in that kind of mid-range spot. Maybe mm-hmm. add Watkins into that, but I'm not so enamoured with him. But I mean, look at Fulham's fixture list, first five. Liverpool, yeah, Wolves, Brentford, Arsenal, Brighton. Those are five good good defensive sides. Yeah. And you look at Tony's, Leicester, United, Fulham, Everton, Palace, much better. Then roll it out further and it's even nicer. Absolutely. Like, you know, so you, you I think... You know, you said Haaland will be up there with the, you know, 50% owns. I would put Tony, if from my opinion, I'll be surprised if the actual FPL community that pay real attention to the game don't all own mm. Tony going into game week one. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think he could fly under the radar, generally speaking, because yes. he didn't go absolutely crazy last season and, and all of that. But looking at the strikers for the seven seven point five. I don't think there's not going to be anyone better than better than him. No, I think. me. I agree. Uh, take a look some of the other Brentford players. Uh, so Canos isn't on this list that I've got on the screen, but he's been reclassified as a defender from a midfielder. So he's your kind mm-hmm. of wing back. Uh, five million. Five million, so a bit more expensive. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you've got all the kind of Brentford defenders coming, all the other defenders coming in at 4.5. Uh, you've got Visser there at 5.5, five, could be interesting. He finished the season strongly. Um, and then look at this, Mbomo. Brian Mbomo. <laughs> He burnt us all so forward. many times last season. He's now been reclassified as a forward. And that is interesting. I mean, we were talking to Neil about it earlier in the chat, weren't we? And, we were, and Neil, we were. Neil, Neil said he predominantly played top of the spear, 3-5-2. Yeah. Son has been playing top of that in a 3-5-2. That's the, that's the most interesting thing I can take from this Mbomo reclassification. Is that, <laughs> is that You're I think... obsessed with Son. You, you're just sitting there waiting for Spurs, aren't I you? Just want, I, just, Spurs I just got to know. Because I think if Son's a mid... <laughs> I think it's 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 really interesting. If he's a forward, then it's harder. But I think he should. I think he should be a forward, given where he's playing. That's the thing for me. I don't know if he will be classified as a forward, but I think he should be. And I look at Mbomo moving to a forward, and I I think you know that's basically the same role that Son's playing. I want to leave somewhere it. 
quite happy with him being in midfield. Um, so it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think, I mean, everything you've just said and everything Neil said does make sense. They they do play a very similar role. Um, I don't know. I think I think the fact that Mbomo only really seems to play there, but Sun can play in other positions and he can move around, maybe keeps him as a midfielder. Um, we'll, we'll find out at some point, won't we, what, where they classify him. But the movement of of Mbomo up top, it kind of does detract from him a little bit for me. Mm. Now, not it's not a full, it's not like a full, oh, I'm fully not interested. I'll probably end up with him in my team at some point because that seemed to own him a lot last year. I just, I don't know, he just always how, ended up there. How, how did you do, Sam? <laughs> Terribly. But he just always seemed to end up back in my, until I had Ericsson instead. Um, but I don't know, I think it's six million as a forward, again, I think in the forward price, though, it's about right. It's below the other kind of key forwards, like the Brighton forwards that you have. He's got to come in less than them because he's not their main striker in the same way that Welbeck and Wolpai are. Um, but Mbomo, it's only a million less than Tony. If, you, if you've if you got, you'd find a million, wouldn't you? You'd save mm. a million elsewhere to have Tony over Mbomo, I think. Yeah. I, I think I agree with that. Yeah. Well, I do definitely agree. With that. There's no way I'm getting a bombo. <laughs> not after last year. He did score a penalty for me last season, which was one of my best moments. But Ray is um, interesting, though, isn't he? Because suddenly, yes. Got... Why haven't I got Raya? I have. I've did. Hang on, let me click this one. That could be anything, actually. Uh, yeah, I have, I, I have. I have. I have. I have got. I Raya was actually the one I wanted to talk about the most because <laughs> that's my goalkeeper sorted. Four five for Raya, along with Done. Sanchez at Brighton. Done. Rotating goalkeepers. Happy days. Absolutely. Like, you know, the two of them together, like actually when the Brentford price dropped happened, I was sat there um, thinking, yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Like they were, they were a team where I was looking at thinking so much good value here. Like with Tony that he's a good value, but with Raya in particular, great quality keeper. Had he been able to stay fit all of last season would have, you know, exceeded the points that he did get. Um obviously over the course of the year Brentford second season in the Premier League they know where they're getting what they're getting into this year hopefully they'll do some strengthening alongside Sanchez at 4.5 who I just seem to think I own every year for the whole season pretty much but at 4.5 Brighton are a secure defensive unit Mm. and you know those two goalkeepers at 4.5 each look like great options to own together now yes you could probably find a by a four million goalkeeper somewhere along the lines that you could have instead um, and not rotate. But if you can find the point five to have two good quality keepers like that, I mean, that's a no brainer to me. Again, coming back to the members area um, of Scout, looking at the goalkeeper tables, this is filtered. This is all goalkeepers in the league who play 380 minutes uh, and filter by minutes per FPL point. You've got your three big guns at the top, Alison, Edison and Lloris. Alison and Edison, both 6 million, likely to be 6 million again. Uh, Lloris was 5-5. Five, five. And then you look at some of these other players. You've got uh, Guaita, interestingly, 22.3. Hmm. I wonder um, so how much he'll be. Yeah, I think he, 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 if he comes in at 4-5, then I'm very interested. Mm. Mm. Um, Saar is there. He's 22.5, so not a huge amount of difference. But obviously, he's a 5 million goalkeeper. And then you've got Raya. So he's next on the list, 22.7. That's equal with Ramsdale. Yeah. So everyone thinks about how amazing Ramsdale was for the most part of, of last season. Well, when they played together, Raya got exactly the same points as him. So I think Raya at 4-5, he's going to be the 4-5 steal 
um, of the season. I think Brentford are a good side, good defensively. You know, they're well organised and well drilled. He makes more saves than someone like Sanchez. Yeah. I really, I really like that at 4-5. I'll definitely be going there. Yeah, I think I will too. Yep. Um, let's talk about Brighton then. Go on then. Uh, yeah, if, I'll, if just, I'll just sit here. If well, are you to. wax lyrical about Brighton? <laughs> well, I think, I think Brighton are actually, I, you know, when I, saw, when I saw Brighton were the next team, I was like, oh, that's going to be a bit boring. But, you know, I've, I've been a bit kind of harsh on some of the prices, but I think they've absolutely you can't nailed. Think your own team's going to be boring. <laughs> well, it is, would, well, if I said to you what Brighton players you're going to have in your game week one side, well, Before. probably would have been Sanchez because I always have him. But, Apart it, from Sanchez. It, but yeah. I mean, the one for me uh, was Lamptey. Like, I was so excited to hang, see Lamptey. Well, hang on, we'll get to Lamptey. Ooh. We've got to have structure. We've got to have no, structure. Sam. No structure. <laughs> we will come to Lamptey. Let's just he talk about Cucurella. Let's talk about okay. Cucurella. Okay, go on then. Quickly. Uh, so he's, a, he's in at 5 million as yeah. a defender. Mm-hmm. If he stays at Brighton, he's a no go for me because of exactly what you said. You've got Lamptey there. The one actually, and I'm, I'm going to break all the structure now because... You, oh, what? You kind of forgot me for breaking structure and then break all the structure. Breaking it. The structure's gone. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's a blur. Dunk. Dunk coming down from five to 4.5. That's big. I won't talk about it because it's not in the right order. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I do agree. I think, you know, at five million, Dunk is like, mm, no thanks. Yeah, yeah exactly. At 4.5, suddenly we've we, like these 4.5 defenders today has been so nice, hasn't it? Like yeah. we've got we've got Tommy Ben Asu, White, Tommy Asu Brentford at Arsenal. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Got the Brent, or basically the whole of the Brentford defence that we can choose from, apart from Canos. And then we come over to Brighton and we've got Duncan Lamptey, who again, both of them offering great potential. We know what Dunk's capable of. We've had him in our teams for years and years and years. Um, he is a very, very talented. 4.5 million FPL defender. At five, it was like, I don't want to spend five on you. But at 4.5, he's back in the conversation again for me. Yep. Well, I think Cucurella, Cucurella had to be priced at five because they can't price him at 4.5 if in case well, he goes to City. Yeah. Uh, and they can't price him at 5.5 five, because he's not really a 5.5, five, 6 million defender. I mean, he's, he's, yeah. he's been, he's been, he, he played the end of last season at centre-back mm-hmm. for us. And even when he was at wing-back, he wasn't really getting the attacking returns but I think he is, if he stays at Brighton and he's moved back to wing back, I think you you could be tempted by the extra 0.5 because he, he should have more attacking threat than Duncan and Lamptey. Lamptey's got the injury problems kind of there as well. But personally, I think I think Cucurella leaves. So. Would you, uh, straight choice between the, the Brighton 4.5s though, because that's what it's going to come down. Most people are going to end up with one of these Brighton 4.5s probably in their team. So... Dunk over Lamptey, Lamptey over Dunk. I think so. I'd, I'd start with Dunk. I think um, Lamptey is one of my favourite players when he's when he's mm. fit and flying down that wing. I just he was managed a lot last season, and yeah. those minutes really got managed towards the end. And you know, I just wonder what's going to happen with him. Like he's he's going to have pre-season's going to be going to be big. If he's playing a lot of, of minutes pre-season, he comes into the team. Then then yes. But I mean, Veltman is is good. In fact, Veltman did a good job for us at, at right wing back. And mm. I still worry that they're going to kind of try and manage that um, as best they can. Because mm, he's one we haven't got a price for, isn't he, at the moment, Veltman? So I imagine he'll be in and around that same. He'll position. be four or five. Yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll be four or five again. I just I just think there's there's more there's more risk with that. Whereas Dunk, I think four point five for Dunk. I just think that's a good price. He's got mm. goal threat. He takes the odd free kick. He's going to play every game. You know, I I would feel reluctant to pay the extra point five if they're the same price. As much as I love Lamptey, mm. Lamp, I think 
uh, I would probably go for Dunk. Hmm. Uh, the next one. Oh, sorry, come. No, no, go on. No. I just love Lampty. Just love, just love Lamp. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. He's lovely. Uh, Trossard is a six-five million midfielder. I mean, talk about player classifications. I bet. FPL Towers looked at Trossard and went, well, we could play him as a forward, a defender, or a he midfielder. Could go, he could go anywhere he apart plays, from as a goalie. Exactly. <laughs> he, I wouldn't be surprised to see him turn up there next season, to be honest. He, he plays absolutely everywhere. He finished the season at left wing-back with, with Cucurella moving to centre-back. Mm-hmm. He played the majority of the season up front with, with Mope. Yeah. Rarely played sort of in an actual midfield spot, but he, he can play there. I mean, Potter is a you know maniac. He just does what he wants. Um <laughs> But six five. He's had a he's had a price rise. He was six million last season. He's got up to six five this season. Nah, it's quite a lot of money. I think it's quite five. a lot of money. I think I think they could have kept him at six. But equally, he is the best attacking player in your team, in my opinion. Yeah. So, it, if you're going to price, I don't think you can price more more Pye and Welbeck at six. Or five, like, I think they have to be six point five. They can't be the same as Mbomai. So then Trossard has to at least be level with them, doesn't he? If not, a little bit higher. So I think he has to come up level with where they're putting more power and Welbeck. Like it, to me, on paper, yes. If he'd have been six, I'd have been happier. But I can see why he's six point five. He's the most attacking Brighton player. He's most likely to get attacking returns. Yeah. Arguably, your best player. Well, he, I mean, he is our best. He is our best player. Uh, he has. He just hasn't really delivered from. I, mean, I wouldn't Lampty, say. La- but... I wouldn't say he had the season. Yeah, apart from Lampty. Yeah. I wouldn't say he had the season last season that warranted a price hike. It's not really a massive hike, though, is it? It's point five. No. And I enough... think if it had been, if he was seven, it would be a no go. But at six point five, I think there's still there's still some value there, depending upon who else ends up priced at that price point. Like if you compare him across to maybe like who who else have we got there? We've got. Erdegaard from Arsenal at six point five, probably worth more than Erdegaard, mm. to be honest, in terms of attacking potential. But he's got to be cheaper than Grealish. So yeah. I mean, I, I kind of, I think it's because I like we talked about Visser. He he's five five. I think like if I'm using that spot to try and find like a six five five option, mm. like a budget option, because you know I'm getting Hard and Salah, some expensive defenders and stuff. I just getting can't K. see. I, yeah, I can't see how Trossard <laughs> at 6'5 really fits into that. He's not going to be someone no. that I... I mean, looking looking at the squad, for example, um, we've got uh, Pascal Gross at 5'5". At 5'5", five five. So five, he, yeah. He's, he's a cheap one. I mean, I've had him in previous seasons and he's been he's been brilliant. Uh, McAllister as well, 5'5". Five five, a really good player. Be interesting to see how he fits into the side. One I like, though, one I really want to push this preseason is, is um, Undav, Dennis Undav. Mm-hmm. So he's our, he's our kind of... We're signing quite a few different strikers. We've signed like an 18-year-old Paraguayan striker, um, yeah. but we, we've got Undav. And Undav was the main target. He's actually come from the club, a, a club that our owner owns in, in in Belgium, I believe. So okay. he owns two clubs. And basically, this guy came in. He was absolutely brilliant. And now um, Tony Bloom's bought him over from from there. He's five five million. I don't know whether he's going to start straight away because the Mope, Welbeck, Trossard thing worked well for us at the end of last season. But I can absolutely guarantee that he comes into the side as our first first choice striker at some point next season. And when he comes in, I think five five is such a good price for him. He's going to get goals. He's going to get goals for us. He's going to convert them. Well, the, and that's line. the thing, isn't it, with Brighton is that you've always created chances. Yep. You just never convert them. Don't stick them away. We don't no, stick them away. Yep. it's always the same. So in terms of Brighton players in the past in FPL, it's always been invest in the defenders because solid solid defense 
get clean sheets. Sanchez picks up some save points here and there. There's bonus points around for the defenders when they keep clean sheets because they're never high scoring games. So that's where it's always been. If you suddenly get in a forward who actually plays regularly, sits in a nice formation where everything works and finishes his dinner, yep. then great. Now, if that that forward happens to also cost 5.5 million in FPL, then you're absolutely laughing because suddenly that third forward spot, which sometimes ends up as a burner spot, depending upon if you've mm. got budget elsewhere, you know, some people just go, oh, like Richardson seems to have just been, he was a favourite last year with people going, I'm just not interested in the third spot. I'm going to spread the budget. I'll have Richardson. It could, could now be that you don't need the burner spot because at 5.5, if he's playing, you've got a really nice option there. Um, so yeah, he for me, he'll be on the watch list. Let's see how preseason pans out, how Potter's playing him, how he's setting up the system. But he does look attractive, that's for sure. He does. And, and a few people saying in the chat, you know, five subs, um, I think benefits a, t- a team like Brighton because Potter's not really like Pep. He likes to make changes in the game. Sometimes yeah. he makes too many changes and subs everyone off. But I think of all the of all the strikers we're going to see around five, five million, Undav is going to be the one that gets the most minutes. Do you think that the five sub rule might be off-putting when it comes to Brighton because like you say Potter does love a a sub and a change about and I do worry a little bit that you know particularly because I think I've made it quite clear that I quite fancy owning Lamptey this season but I do have some concerns that you know we might get some 59th minute subs because he Mm. can more so do that this year and he can protect him in terms of his injury you know and, and everything else so I do somewhat worry that when you've got a group of players that can play up top in the way that you will now have with Ndov and Mopai and Welbeck, that you could get a bit of a carousel going on. We, we don't have any players that I, I feel completely comfortable saying they are nailed on first choice yeah. players. And that, that includes Dunk. I mean, look at Webster. Webster, Webster was our best player last season. Sanchez season. is the only one. Webster, well, yeah, I mean, he is, but also he wasn't that great last season. Yeah, but he's the only one that really won't probably get changed out. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought so. But I mean, Webster was a perfect example, though, because he was our best centre-back. And then he Mm -hmm. he got injured, came back from injury, thought he'd be straight back in the team. Oh, no, now Cucurella's playing on on the left uh, left centre-back. And, you know, he he likes to change things around. But the the one thing we don't have, and this is what you touched on, is a striker that can put the ball in the net. If Undav has a good pre-season... And hits the ground running in the first few games, he could be that player who's who's number one on, on the team sheet. I mean, if he is, we'll all at FPL fan, yeah. fans and managers alike will have a little Absolutely. party because a 5.5 million forward regularly playing for a team that creates a lot of chances. Because I think Brighton are often overlooked offensively because they haven't been able to finish their chances and they've been rightly overlooked up until now because they don't score enough goals. But if they then have somebody that actually converts those chances that they make regularly, he won't be five five for long. He'll he'll be price jumps all exactly. left, right, and centre. Yeah, he's um he to me from everything I've read and, and seen, uh, he's an upgrade on on Mopay and Welbeck. So I, I would expect him to come into the team and be first choice okay. striker next season. So he, he's definitely one to watch. Definitely one to watch pre season. Uh, and yeah, I think he's, he's he'll be a factor for us next year, mm. which is quite exciting as a Brighton fan because we never really had a striker where I've been able to say that for. So or we're just or we're just cursed, and he'll just miss every chance. Um, but I mean, the fixtures are good for us, though. I mean, United, Newcastle, West Ham, Leeds, Fulham. It's a good first five. Yeah, good yeah. First I, five to get them up. I, I look at Brighton and Brentford, both of them. 
both got nice fixtures to start the season, both great value for money in there. I'm almost more excited, ridiculously. I'm almost more excited about the Brighton and the Brentford price releases than I am about the Arsenal and the, and the Man City oh, ones. Man, I'm, def- I'm definitely voice snapping that. That's... I am, because they are, honestly, I look at them and think there's such good value in those two teams. Like, that is how you budget for these expensive players that we're all going to want. You know, we, we're already talking about Saka and Harlan and Grealish and... Cancello, like, that's only going to get worse mm. as we get more prices. So now I'm looking at this thinking, well, I've got a choice. I can have, I've got multiple 4.5 million defenders that I can have. I can have the Brentford ones if I want, but I've got some really nice options at Brighton. Plus I've got rotating goalkeepers already in Brighton and Brentford. And then if if you're right and and, and Dove does become first choice and he is going to finish his dinner, then I've got, I've got a four, I've got a 5.5 million forward and I've got Ivan Tony at seven million. What like exactly? Perfect. Yep. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good price for him. Five five. I like yeah. it because you know he is new to the league. He is unproven. I think you've got to price Mopay and Welbeck, you know, higher. Even though I don't particularly, I do like Welbeck, but I wouldn't ever have him in my team. Um, mm. Yeah, we'll see. Um, right. I think that's us done for the day. Uh, before we go, just oh. another reminder to check out Fantasy Football Scout. I've got the article here, uh, which is like live updates of everything. So if you're, you, if you want more um, information about, you know, what these prizes mean, the likes of Harland, uh, you know, great article, great editorial stuff on the site as well. So check that out on Fantasy Football Scout. And of course, uh, as I mentioned in the last video, we've got a, a Last season's prices, if you want to sign up as a member, and use kind of the tools that I'm talking about in these videos, uh, that's only going to go on for another week and then the price goes up. So if you're interested in that, make sure you head over to the site and sign up before that ends. But Sam, have a good weekend. I'll you see too. you on, I'm going to do, I'm, I'll be doing another stream tomorrow. Hopefully we'll get some more prices. Um, but you and I will be back, I imagine, on Monday. Wow. Maybe. Depends if you're nice to me or not, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always nice to you. What are you talking about? <laughs> cool. <laughs> See you later. Have a good weekend, everyone. everyone. Bye.